Blog Talk Radio. Thanks for tuning in to Unscripted, presented by Be Unique Magazine, because an authentic life is unscripted. Be Unique is a 501c3 charity that works today to change tomorrow. Learn more at our website, beunique.org. That's B-U-N-E-K-E dot org. Did you know that Be Unique is a free, non-profit publication? We work today to change tomorrow by bringing you truly amazing guests like the one we'll introduce tonight and by highlighting stories about people all over the world who will astound you. The free digital version is available 24-7 at BeUnique.org. That's B-U-N-E-K-E dot org. Welcome, everybody. My name is Mary Brotherton, and I am with Be Unique Unscripted. Tonight, our guest is author Craig Schroeder, and uh, one of his quotes is, choose a job you love, and you'll never have to work a day in your life, which is not actually Craig's quote. He kind of snirched that from Confucius, but it leads me into why I think Craig and I are going to have a good conversation tonight, because that's exactly what we do at Be Unique. We love what we do, and we love the people that we have on our show. So I'd like to just start out by saying welcome, Craig. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. So tell me a little bit about your book um, and, and the number of people that you hope to influence this year. Well, the book uh, came out last year, and it's you know it's my third one, and I made it intentionally a workbook because I want people to actually do things. You know, not, knowledge without application is really nothing, right? So uh, we I really wanted people to work, and uh, you know, with the end goal being way more self-aware of who they are, where they're going, and what the mission they want to have in life, and uh, you know, I came up with the one-page life plan um, so you could see your your uh your life and your plan on one page so you keep it in front of you you know i ran a big uh microsoft consulting firm for 20 years and we used to do it for business and uh you know i thought hey you know this this is probably a pretty good idea for people to do for their life because if the plan gets too many pages too long just like in business it rarely gets executed properly so keeping it simple keeping it focused and being really intentional about the life people want to live so that's why I wrote it, and uh, I'm hoping to influence 100,000 people here in a few years because I think it'll make the world a better place. Well, I think it would definitely make the world a better place if we can keep life simple. You know, the old KISS solution, keep it simple, sweetie, or silly, or whatever words you want to put on the end. But, you know, I'm thinking putting your life plan on one page seems like, it would be extremely simple. How do you get your whole life on a page? Well, you know, I, I created the format in the workbook and it, it, you know, you want to be intentional about it, but you know, we're, we're naturally wired with 
natural strengths um, and gifts and really understanding what those are is step one, you know, self-awareness, you know, from your love language to, you know, your, whether it's a disc or Myers-Briggs, I, I use a lot of these uh, assessments um, and it's pretty cool. And, you know, I've been mentoring kids and my, I have three daughters and their friends for a long time and I haven't had them be off at all, you know, and it really, you know, it gives you affirmation of who you are. Like when I'm mentoring kids, you know, it's, uh, they're going to college, where do they want to be? Well, let's start out with how you're wired, what you're naturally gifted with, because you're just, you will naturally be stronger. So the self-awareness is the foundation of the one page plan. And then, you know, I walk through, um, walk people through doing uh, a mission statement, personal mission statement, their core values that will help them guide life, you know, say yes and no to things easier. Um, and, and the, one of the cool things that took me quite a while to come up with was the middle section. We all have five domains of our life, right? Your personal, your family, your job, your job career, whatever you're going to say there, your, uh, your community and your faith or belief system. And you, you know, I wrote the center section is your eulogy. How do you want to be remembered um, in all those domains? Because it'll help you make decisions today. So when you get towards the end of your chapters um you won't you'll have minimal regrets and that's that's a big thing for me it's just minimizing the regrets you always have them but if you live intentional you've got your plan on a page uh you should minimize a few things then help help the world be better you've said the word intentional at least three times maybe four and I know exactly what you're talking about, but I'm betting there are probably some listeners that might not understand how to live with an intentional plan. Can you go into a little more detail with that? Sure. So, I mean, like uh, when you do a one-page plan, there's like you always look at where do I want to be in 10 to 15 years? Then what am I going to do this year? to work towards that and then I broke it down into quarters of each quarter what do you want to accomplish whether it's health education giving back to the community and you just work towards that long-term goal so every you know every day every week is in you're intentional about what you're doing and accomplishing but it's just not a uh, sporadic action of the week you know because if you look out and say this is what I want to accomplish in 10 or 15 years it's just laying out a plan, right? And then it doesn't happen overnight. Nothing does, but at least you start taking steps in that direction. And that's intentional to me. And uh, I, I think intentional living is, you know, not that, you know, you can have, you need to go on vacation, you need to replenish yourself and relax. So not every day is all on, but, and you need that balance. But, you know, what you want to be or what you want to accomplish um, should be intentional. So I can't just wake up in the morning and say, hmm, let's see where the day takes me. Yeah, if you're on vacation, yeah. But uh, if that's not, you know, through life, you know, the biggest regrets people have in life, the top two are I worked too much, it was number two, and the first one is I did what other people told me to do and I didn't do what I wanted to do. Uh-huh. You know, and we, uh, and we tend to fall into that trap of listening to other people. You know, and, and that the principle that we're the average of five people we hang around with the most is really, really true. So you got to be careful with that uh, because they all influence you. 
And uh, I wrote a blog, I don't know, a couple couple months ago, and I put a little timeline in there. I said, every 10 years, chunks, write down the friends you hang or, hung around with, and how did they influence you? Were they playing tennis, and you played tennis? Did they play golf, you played golf? Did they drink too much, and you drank too much? You know, you, you tend to adopt things when you, around the people that you hang around the most. You are 100% correct. Because I can, I can actually, when you said that about the timeline, it was almost like my life flashed before my eyes. Because I can, I'm certainly old enough that I can look back at decades of time and say, when I was in my 20s, I did this because these were my friends. When I was in my 30s, I was raising my children. So, of course, their friends and their friends' parents were in my circle. So I did things according to that. And then as I got older and I chose different people for different reasons, um, and now my entire life is so different because of the people that I've associated with that are connected to this nonprofit, Be Unique. And it it's pretty sobering to realize and look back even a year ago at how my life has changed just be by being more intentional, being more mindful of who I associate with. That, I'm actually going to sit down, I think, and, and go over my life in 10-year increments and, and think about who I was with. That's, um, I like that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty cool when you think about it. I mean, but you got to be, you know, I, I challenge people all the time be the dumbest in one of the groups you're hanging out with. We all have groups that we hang out in. Yeah. You should be the dumbest, you should be the dumbest in one of them. Why? Because you don't, you don't want to be the smartest one in everyone because then you're not going to learn, you know, and we, and you should be in a constant learning. So you should have at least one of the groups that where you're like, man, I feel dumb or man, I, I don't understand this, but be, I'm going to learn. I'm going to learn, you know, because you're either growing or dying. We know that. But right. being, being, being aware of one of the, you're the groups you hang around with and just make sure you feel a little uncomfortable in it because it means you're growing because we grow out of our comfort zone, not in it, right? Well, yeah, because if you grow into your comfort zone, I think you become too internalized. Yeah. And you don't stretch yourself, you know. you got to be uncomfortable. But just, and uh, you have to yeah, stretch to grow. I mean, if you think 100%. about, you know, now is the time of year that things are blooming and, you know, people are doing their gardens or you see flowers. Those things all started out as a dead little seed, but you put them in the ground and then they stretched up toward the sun. And now they have this beautiful flower that's attracting bees and hummingbirds and butterflies. So if we yeah. chose to not grow and stretch, we would never attract the beautiful things that come into our life. I like that. You mentioned something a minute ago that really only came into my awareness within the last, probably the last three years, the love languages. I know there are five love languages, and you mentioned that as a component of your book. Would you like to elaborate on that? Yeah, I had, it's a funny thing. It's it's a really simple test. A lot of people don't know about it, and it's, it's weird. But uh, 
you know, I love I, I love the books. I think Chapman and a couple other people have a couple books on it. But um, I had it wrong for the first ten years of my marriage. You know, I'm married 26 years, and I always thought it was task. You know, and um, but then I started doing the research and when I'm growing because I'm, I'm a forever learner. I just love learning, and, and it ended up being time. My wife's time. I'm most guys are touch. You know, but 80 percent of them anyway. But um, once I earned, understood that about my wife, our relationship changed drastically because I was out, you know, doing things, cutting the grass, cleaning, doing, I thought it was tasks that would fill her love tank per se, but it was just like, just be with me, sit down, let's watch a movie together. Let's, let's hang out. Let's cook dinner together. And it's really important to know your love language, you know? Um, and I've seen it change a lot of people in their relationship because, it's getting it on the table. It's like, no, this is what fills my love tank. You know, you got your touch, you got your time, your gifts, um, uh, and then words of affirmation. So you just really need to understand what is your love language and uh, be open about discussing it, you know? And wouldn't you also say, Craig, that it's important not just to know your love language but the love language of your spouse or significant other, as well as the other people in your world, like your a business partner or your adult children. Absolutely, absolutely. When I, you know, I helped run a couple companies after I sold my uh, technology company um, about six, seven years ago, and I always challenge people. You know, I send out these newsletters on, you know, do the sixteen personalities, which is. Myers Briggs, but it's free online. It's great for kids. But then I had to do the love language. And I said, and make sure you have your spouse do it and talk about it. And I had numerous people come up to me and say, "Wow, that was just a mind opening for our relationship." You know, it's just like really, really cool. So, and you're, you know, especially with your partner, your spouse, you know, that that's when you really should key in on. Um, and it does make a difference, you know. Yeah, I think it's it's important if you have any kind of relationship with anybody to at least know, not um, you know what makes them tick and what, like you said, what fills up their love tank, so that you know how to have a conversation, if nothing else. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I had a long for the first first ten years of my life, and uh, with my wife, and I'm like, wow, it just it, it's a game changer. All that, all that work you did for nothing. But you know, it's it's like it's like if I um, if I felt that I needed gifts and my husband was not a gift giver, it would not work out well. Yeah, it's it is just you know again, be uh, be self aware and uh, intentional, and life life is a little bit easier um, when you're uh, when you know a few things like this, and uh, that's. That's what I'm trying to achieve with the book. I think that's very cool. And the book is called The Ultimate Manual, right? Correct. Okay. I'm going to take a break here, and then we'll come right back to you, Craig. Great. Thanks. If you like the show tonight, let us know. Call 321-417-4309 or email mary at beunique.org to ask how you can sponsor the show. It's simple and doesn't have to cost much at all. Visit beunique.org for even more details. 
That's B-U-N-E-K-E dot org. Join the global world changers who already know how Be Unique helps bring together like-minded humans who are making the world a better place. Read the magazine and blog posts, watch our videos, listen to our podcast, and visit our social media from one location, and let's work together. Change tomorrow by finding solutions today. Visit BeUnique.org to learn more. That's B-U-N-E-K-E dot org. Welcome back. We are Be Unique Unscripted. I'm here with author Craig Schroeder. His mission is to guide people toward ways that work for them to live their lives intentionally. And we've been talking about the Myers-Briggs personality assessment and love languages and living intentionally and um, even talking about grandchildren, but that was kind of off the air. But um, one of Craig's goals is to influence 100,000 people to create their own life plan by the year 2022. Um, Craig, I'd like for you to talk a little bit about your idea about the ripple effect. What was gonna? What do you think is gonna happen if you get just 100,000 people to uh, actually create their life plan? Well, the, the principle is if you know who you are, you're in the role at work or whatever you do in life, um, you're going to be naturally happy, you know, and me owning a technology company for so many years, I'd see people when they weren't in their sweet spot where their passion and strengths intersect and they would, wouldn't be happy at work. And then they go home unhappy and then it affects the family life. And then that affects the community because the, the kids or whatever, uh, it just, it's just a negative ripple effect. But if you are happy at your vocation or whatever you do during the day, you go home happy. It's not a negative drain on the family, and then it's not a negative drain on the community. So it's just a more positive um, effect that happens with everybody around, especially across all those domains of life. You know, and and well, another thing I'm trying to get across is work is not everything to you, right? So you got the five domains, like I mentioned. The, of your life, your personal, your family, your job, your community, and your faith. And people think that their job is their whole world. And if the job has a bad day or whatever, they get all upset and they go home really, really mad. But your job or vocation is only one-fifth of who you are. So you can have a bad day and say, oh, it's okay. But the ripple effect is being fulfilled at work or whatever you do during the day and then going home and making that positive energy just uh, happened in the family and the community. And that, that's the ripple effect. Okay. I remember reading that the ultimate manual has been called a personal life coach in a book. Do you actually think it's possible that somebody can read this book and have the same effect that if, as if they hired a life coach? Um, yes. You know, it it depends on the person and the discipline factor. But part of this is quarterly checkups. You set quarterly plans, and you definitely uh, try to get an accountability partner, which is a friend that is going to be honest and truthful with you um, to say, hey, you're not hitting your goals, or I don't think that's a real goal. 
So you got to find somebody that's going to be a true friend that can be candid and honest. Um, and, you know, when you really put your thoughts and plans down on a page and then you start executing against it, you're either doing it or you're not. You know, I mean, so you got to look in the mirror. Having a friend to cover your blind spots is really, really important. Um, I think we all got about 30% blind spots that we should have somebody covering for us. Um, but, yeah, it certainly can guide you through a lot in life, especially if you have an accountability partner or a friend that really will uh, shoot straight with you. Now, I think I know what you're talking about, but I want you to clarify what you mean by a blind spot. Uh, well, you, and I think, you know, and I've been saying this for a long time. I think like, I, I know I have 30% blind spots. Um, so you think one way and uh, somebody says, well, did you think about this? Or did you think about this? And you're like, heck no, I didn't think about that. So you're just totally off your radar because you're so set on the goal or the vision or where you're going. You're not thinking about some of the alternatives that uh, somebody needs to put a light on for you. It's just stuff that you did not realize. And it, it happens all the time. And is that probably because of maybe the way we were raised? We, we Let's say, um, well, I was raised with seven siblings. So having a small family was a, a big eye opener for me, because um, I was I was raised in a very small house with a lot of people, and so there were certain things that I just assumed. Like I mean, I married when I married my husband. He's um, what, he has a, a single sister who's quite a bit older than him, so he was raised almost like an only child. So he was accustomed to a quieter lifestyle where when I was raised, you know, we had a lot of noise and a lot of grabbing and a lot of, you know, me first type attitude. So I'm guessing maybe the blind spot is just assuming that everybody talks and thinks like I do. Yeah. And, and even if you have a plan or a thought, Hey, uh, I'm going to climb this mountain this way. Cause it's the only way I'm going to climb it. And then, uh, there's, there's a, stairs on the other side did you think about taking stairs do you think about this path you're like no you know just really just simple stuff like that because you're you're just set this is the way i'm going and you know just real things like that you know that i hadn't even thought about that but yeah it's just a different perspective sometimes you need uh and that's why you, you mentioned an accountability partner you just need somebody to help you focus on the things that you're not seeing Right. And, and when you set these goals, you, you know, you just want somebody to validate, not to tell you they're right or wrong, but just to say, and that makes sense. Or, Hey, I think you might be missing something here. You know I mean? And it's just, it's really good to have a second pair of eyes on, on things and just, uh, and if you don't hit your goals and then you go next quarter to meet with them, it's like, what happened? Were, were you not all in on that? Or are you just playing here? You know, just, some truth, truth, you know, truth conversation. Okay. Well, I guess that's why a lot of programs work better in groups. That's why there are gyms. You know, you go in the gym, you know, you could, everybody can take a walk. Anybody can ride a bicycle. Anybody can lift weights. But if you go into a gym, there are people there to make you accountable. So it's the same principle. Uh, and it's, it is, 
a hundred percent that my wife and I did the, the garage gym with the, you know, the body combat less mills thing. And, you know, when, when people are, uh, they're waiting on you and you're accountable to them, it's five thirty in the morning. You may not want to get out of bed, but you know, people are going to be waiting on you. You get up out of bed, you know? Right. Right. You mentioned earlier, um, something about having a real goal. So can you clarify the difference between a fake goal and a real goal? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I want to have a million dollars, you know, but there's no plan. I'm like, uh, let's break that down a little bit more. Okay, how about you want to make 50 grand this year? And it's just too far. I, I like stretch goals. Don't, don't get me wrong at all. But, you know, I want to be a bodybuilder in three years, right? You, you, you really – got to make sure it's realistic every goal should be what is the acronym is smart right specific measurable um attainable realistic and has some kind of time bound to it so Uh if you use that 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 smart acronym that'll validate that the goal is realistic and and attainable and uh oh you know it's just you should always validate your goals with that uh to make sure it's it is realistic and you got a time that you set. Otherwise, you not, you'll never hit it. That, 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 you know, if I say I want to make a million dollars before I die and I get hit by a bus tomorrow, that's not very reasonable. And if I say I want to make a million bucks before I die and I live to be 99 and a half, but I don't do anything toward it, it's not very attainable. So I like that. I've I've read about, you know, the smart goal setting um, comes in very handy. Um, Yeah. Something else that you talk about in your book, which is not a big book, is it? It's it's just a little over 200 pages, I think. Yeah. It's not like a gigantic book. It's something that people can. I'm sorry. No, just just thinking, you know, a 200-page book, or I think it's 230-something, is it, certainly not intimidating. And a, a lot of and people the, think in terms of how big a book is, um, how much I have to read, how much I have to do before I can get to the good stuff. Yeah, and a lot of the pages are uh, meant to be filled out, too. I mean, so there are exercises, and, and again, it's a workbook, so it's it's a lot easier to go through than uh, some of the things I've seen out there. And I like people to, at the end of the day to have that one page life plan with an execution plan. You know, and I, I go through some, in the last chapter, last uh, section, I go through some uh, tips and tricks on using technology or manual plans to hold yourself accountable to execute. And I would imagine that's probably one of the hardest things is for somebody to hold themselves accountable. Unless yeah. they're disciplined. Yeah, but you, got, you know, again, if anybody that is going to get this book and they want to live intentionally and they want to just be happier, you know, at work or as a person, health, have fun in life, you know, it's, it starts with you. You know, there's that, it's not uh, one day or day one. You know, I heard that term before. It's like, you just got to start, you know, and, you know, perfection is the enemy of progress. I say that all the time. You just got to start. 
you don't think they have to have this perfect plan, this perfect uh, day. And that's not true. You just got to start and you keep tweaking and you keep moving towards, you know, it's good to have your long-term, I'd like to have this in 10 years or 20 years, whatever that uh, time period is. But you just got to start walking towards it. Well, you know, um, the first step to a marathon is the first step. You can't win a marathon if you don't get up off the couch. True. So it makes absolute sense that you need to just say, okay, well, today is the day. I'm going to start. And you don't have to wait until you have the perfect um, set of circumstances. I, yeah, I, you know, the whole thing is self-awareness. The more you can be self-aware of you, you'll, you'll execute against a plan that you'll naturally be happier and naturally be happier um, because you're operating in a natural state versus a forced state. I can, yeah, I've seen a lot of people who go through life pretending to be happy. Oh, and all the time, yeah. It's the doctor's sons that are doctors because their dad was a doctor, but they, they, their natural strength isn't a doctor, right? I've seen that. Exactly. We've heard those, those, always, you know, you hear those stories all the time. It's like, man, I'm just miserable. And, uh, you know, I tried to, my oldest daughter, you know, I wanted her, her to go to Purdue and get her business degree, and she did it. She's a left-handed creative. Um, and uh, I said, just, she wanted to go to uh, cosmetology school. Um, Veda, and I'm like, why don't you just go get a business degree and then do that afterwards because then you can run your own salon. And after two years, she was just miserable. She came home and said, Dad, I am just, this is not me. I said, I tried it for yeah. two years. And as a dad, I finally heard her. And I said, done. Uh, went down to, she went to Nashville, went to Veda. She's living in Brentwood and just killing it, you know, and it's, uh, she's in her natural state. <laughs> and she's happy. Really, really, and that's oh, ultimately what yeah. a parent wants, right? Right. Greg, I'm going to take a break, and then I want to come okay. back and talk to you a little bit more about self-awareness. Okay. Let me ask you a question. Do you prefer coffee or tea? This is a question we ask on our fun and informative millennial talk show called Coffee or Tea, No Phones Allowed. And why do I know? Because I'm Anna. I'm one of the co-hosts. It's a great time. It's a professionally edited weekly series that's free to watch on Be Unique's YouTube channel. That's B-U-N-E-K-E. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode and leave us a comment with your topic or guest recommendations. We love hearing from you. And we're back. I'm talking with Craig Schroeder, who has written the book called The Ultimate Manual. It's packed with valuable information on how to accomplish living your life um, intentionally. And Craig and I have been talking about a whole variety of things. And when we left, I told him I wanted to come back to self-awareness because I can tell that Craig is self-aware. I like to think that I am. And I know that that's kind of a buzzword. People talk about mindfulness, intentionally living your life and being self-aware. But what do you say to someone, Craig, who says, I don't know what that means? 
I don't know how to be self-aware. Um, well, I start out with, you know, having them take the quick uh, 16 personalities assessment. Um, I said, well, you know, you, if you don't know what it means, let's just try it. It's four minutes. What do you got to lose? And it, when I mentor kids and, um, and friends and people and whatever else, they, they, they take the assessment and they can instantly relate because you only, there's these personalities that are, there's just a, you know, 16 of them plus there's a variable on the end of them. Um, but it just gives you confidence of, oh, this is who I am. And it gives you examples of the people that are like you and maybe some potential careers are, you know, schooling or whatever else that you should be um, looking into. And I just haven't had it been wrong yet, you know. And if they say, I don't know what that means, I'm like, well, just take the test and read, read it. It's just going to tell you about you and how you're naturally wired and what you should kind of be uh, capitalizing on. It's your strengths. You know, it's good to know about your weaknesses, but you don't want to fix them. You just got to be aware of them. You know, for like for myself, I know, you know, Myers-Briggs, I know who I am, you know, an extrovert, and uh, I'm a little assertive. And, on you know, the disc profile, I'm a high D, high I. That means I don't want to do maintenance work. I want to create things. I want to build things. I want to lead things. And uh, maintenance is not something that is going to motivate me. You know, it's just not a strength of mine. Um, And people really get it. You know, four or five minutes, 16 personalities, I just highly recommend it. And it's it's pretty cool to see. Um, I had... When I first started doing this, my daughter um, and her boyfriend had some, you know, they had problems communicating, and so they both took them, and then they, they said, oh, and this is how why I act like this. This is why I respond like this. So it helps out with, you know, uh, communication between friends and your family. And you mentioned um... – we, oh, excuse me, my, my throat just went berserk on me. <coughs> you mentioned uh, weaknesses and how you don't want to dwell on them. But is there a way to take someone's weakness and turn it into a strength? Um, it, it, being aware of it is the key, right? And turning, <coughs> you, it's better to capitalize on your strengths and, but, you know, covering your weaknesses, either you know, at work, it's finding somebody that loves doing mm-hmm. the stuff that you don't love. And there are people, it, it's pretty cool. It's like a puzzle. You know, I ran a big company here, and, you know, when I did all the assessments on people, I'm like, okay, we need somebody to cover that part of the role. And you start changing the roles. And even in life, you know, my wife and I do the same thing. You know, she's a great uh, cook, chef, and, uh, she, you know, and I just can't coordinate that, but I'll take care of the other things. And we kid around and say I'm the sous chef, which means I clean up, right? But it's just, <laughs> it's just which means, you know, you just, you just got to be aware of your weakness, I guess, to answer that question and make sure it you uh, have it covered either by somebody else or it's, it's just made aware that you don't leave it open. That's why my husband calls me Take Out Tammy. 
because cooking is not my strength. I can cook. I just don't like to think about cooking all the time. So to balance out my weakness, we do take out every now and then. And that way I don't feel like I'm being forced into the kitchen all the time. (laughs) Yeah, because you don't want to be there if you don't get like a natural happiness out of it. You know, because then it feels like a chore and then then effect, right? Exactly, exactly. And you, I think it, that's part of your self-awareness is you know what you are good at, you know what you're not good at. And just like, um, you know, if I decided that I want to work in my garden, but I'm not so good at moving these big gigantic rocks, then maybe I need to hire somebody to do that for me. It, it makes a lot of sense. Okay. Find your yeah. weakness and you balance it out. Yeah, Marcus Buckingham has a Finders um, book, and that's part of one of the assessments I like people to do um, if they can. You know, it's the only one that everything else is free except for that one in my book or the assessment, and it's optional. But we're all wired with five natural strengths, and uh, it's and those don't change. Um, the disc and the Myers. The disc can change a little bit over time, but that's more business oriented. Myers Briggs usually stays really stable, and your five strengths they don't change. Even you know, I had my right. daughters take the take them early, early on. I tried to make them a, a little bit more aware from early age, but you know, you just got to ride that journey out. Exactly, exactly. And everybody's journey is a different path sometimes. But we all tend to end up in the same place. Um, I wanted to circle back to something that we talked about earlier. We were discussing love languages. And you said that your wife's love language was just, you know, spending quality time. And you had thought that doing tasks was her love language. But you didn't mention what your love language is. Mine? Yours. Mine mine is touch. Um, okay. And like like most guys, I think eighty percent of guys are touch. Uh, it's whatever that means, but it 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 doesn't mean anything crazy. It's just like scratch my back, hold my hand, you know, exactly. or watch the movie. You know, it's just it's just kind of that kind of stuff is what makes me feel my my love tank. You know. But I think I think that's a win win for you in your relationship because if all she wants to do is hang out with you. And all you want to do is touch her, then you can sit there and hold her hand or, you know, maybe nudge her elbow when you're working in the kitchen together or whatever it happens to be. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. And it, again, knowing what they are and uh, being conscious and being intentional about it. I, I think the intention, the in, intentionality is the key, probably. You know, as long as it's not done by accident. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to wander through life, right? I mean, when you get up and just, I mean, it's fun to have vacations. Don't get me wrong and have spontaneity and all that. But, you know, uh, accomplishing things and having a mission statement for yourself and and the, the friends and family you have around, mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty cool um, when you start living on purpose. It is indeed, and um, I have 
like I told you before the show, I have two sons, and my oldest one, he knew when he was about 14 what his life was going to be, and he has pretty much lived it out to that by the letter. Um, he joined the Navy, retired from the Navy. He's been very regimented in his life. His brother, however, was more like a cork on the ocean, and he just bobbed around letting life happen to him. And then within the last five or six years, he realized that life wasn't going the way he wanted it to. So he started living life intentionally, and it's been phenomenal to watch him blossom. I yeah, I get him you know, it's, it's funny. I think Tony Robbins says that life uh, isn't happening to us. Life is happening for us. And you just, you got you to gotta just embrace it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, if you let life happen to you, then you're always a victim. Mm-hmm. And if you don't want to be a victim of circumstances, then you have to let life happen for you and you have to manage it yourself. And I think that's kind of the goal behind the ultimate manual, isn't it? Correct. That's really cool. I have to stop for one more moment, and I need to let my throat clear out a minute. Okay. Back. I'm inspired to give back by the many individuals who are making a difference and taking steps to make the world better. Many people are tackling problems by themselves and thinking they are all alone in their efforts to make a change. I want them to know they are not going unnoticed. The world is watching. I'm part of a team helping to project their voices on a global scale. Small charities and solo entrepreneurs are doing amazing things, but don't have the budgets to market themselves. Like many people, I once struggled in a variety of jobs I didn't care for, so I decided to find a new way to give back, to pay it forward, and to be the change. While some people my age are considering retirement, I've joined other professionals to create and manage a nonprofit organization called Peace Corps. The words that create our name tell only a small part of our giving story. We are philanthropists, educators, activists. We are compassionate, evolving, charitable, optimistic, responsible, and enthusiastic. We created Peace Corps so we can use our natural talents to help others. We work with nonprofits, individuals, and for-profit organizations that have a philanthropic outlook. Peace Corps uses several tools to give a voice to those that otherwise might not be known outside their small local circles. Be Unique Magazine is released monthly and printed on demand. This digital interactive publication doubled in size within five months. During that same time, it attracted almost 60 volunteers from 12 countries and across the USA. These volunteers are professionals. They're performers and writers, editors, researchers, videographers, photographers, crew members, and so much more. Coffee or tea? No phones allowed? This fun show is hosted by millennials and provides insight into what they're thinking, but it's by no means intended to appeal only to that generation, as evidenced by their topic and their guests. Because our volunteers know that we are giving 100% of our beings to this organization, they are meeting us on our terms. Nobody earns anything. Yet we all work as if we are earning six-figure incomes. That is the epitome of giving. 
curating the stories and creating a high-quality literary-style publication that not only highlights the good work of others, but projects positivity and inspiration gives me purpose. By giving myself to this organization, others want to give to Peace Corps. We have created a global giving circle. Welcome back. We are here with Craig Schroeder, the author of The Ultimate Manual. He has a mission to guide people towards ways that work for them to live their lives intentionally. And we have talked about so many things this evening. Um, it's kind of been mind-boggling, all the things that we've actually touched on. We've talked about people using their strengths and their emotional intelligence. We've talked about love languages and how that affects your life plan. Um, I think about the only thing we haven't really talked about is something that you mentioned called um, the legacy thinking. Can you explain a little bit more about that, Greg? Uh, yeah, legacy, a lot of people refer to that. And it has an ego, con- you know, tone to it. And it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's thinking of how you want to be remembered, you know. And uh, my wife and I did a seminar at St. Mary's, and I challenged some people on it. And because your legacy, people think your legacy starts when you're dead, right? But your legacy really starts today. And, and you start doing things of how you want to remem- be remembered. And, you know, and you apply it to your kids, your kids, When you're gone, you're the one that helped them change direction, change their trajectory. And that, and that your legacy can start being built today and it's just a just a way different thought process versus uh when i'm dead this is what i want to be remembered by and i'm gonna have this building with my name on it or whatever you know it's just you know when you you know it's kind of like um i think simon Sinek talks about you're you're playing a finite game or infinite game we know we're all going to die on this earth but who you impact it can continue on and that's kind of the legacy that I say I start thinking about, and I challenge people to think about too. Did you help people be better? Did you pass along the uh, traits to your kids that made you you? You know, we always want better for our kids, but sometimes we forget to give them what made us us, the character side. So it's there's a lot there to unpack, but it's really about starting thinking about it and applying it today versus waiting till towards the end of your life. Yeah, because toward the end of my life, I'm going to be pretty old and tired. <laughs> we all are, right? <laughs> That's the plan anyway. Um, where can people buy your book, The Ultimate Manual? Um, it's on all the major sites, but Amazon is primarily where people go to get it right now. And, and then I have... Uh, a website. My blog site is uh, craigschroda.com. It's my first last name, C-R-A-I-G-S-R-O-D-A.com. And I also have uh, theultimatemanual.com, which has some free downloads, uh, the templates for the one-page plan, an example, um, the life wheel. And there's some downloads that uh, I'll continue to add um, on that site so people can uh, download them for free. We like free. Freeze make gets our <laughs> it gets our attention. Um, how about social media? Where can people find and follow you? Um, I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, 
It's just Craig Schroeder. Um, if you just search okay. that, um, I'm, I'm on all those. And, uh, again, if you hit my uh, blog site, I blog on Wednesdays about just tools, tips, about living life, being intentional, things to learn. Um, you know, that's CraigSchroeder.com, and all that, all the links are there. But I blog on Wednesdays. Schroeder means Wednesday in Polish. So uh, it's uh, – that's why I do I didn't know that. <laughs> I just learned my I'm first every- Polish word. Yeah, I'm on every calendar in Poland, right? <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, I was uh, doing some stream of consciousness journaling the other day, and it came out that I wanted to write and speak fluently in five languages, but I don't want to study for it. So I'm on my I'm on my way. This is my well, actually the this would be my fifth language to learn a word in. Not quite yes. fluent there, but we're working on it. Hey, just don't be, don't remember, perfection is the enemy of progress. Just start, right? Exactly. Just start. Kind of, kind of like um, the Nike slogan, just do it, but just start. It's going to be the Schroda slogan, I suppose. There you go. So um, you have a uh, plan to influence 100,000 people to create a life plan by the year twenty. 22. If you reach 100,000 people before then, would you like to come back and tell us about it? Uh, absolutely. Excellent. Because I would love to have you come back and I'd like to follow your story and um, make sure that I, I know where you are and get to know you a little bit better. This is awesome. I've enjoyed talking with you. Well, I enjoy talking with you, too, and I appreciate what you're doing out there. It's uh, pretty cool, um, and I wish you all the best. Well, thank you so much. We um, we just celebrated our first anniversary, and we just brought in our 19th country for volunteer writers. So I'm pretty stoked about that. Wow, that's excellent. That's uh, Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, I'm going to... Um, Press the button here, and I will let Anna take us out of the show. Thank you so much, Craig. I really enjoy talking with you. Well, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening this evening. We're happy you chose to spend this time with us, and we hope you learned as much as we did. Be sure to come back the first and third Thursday of each month for more exciting guests. And if you'd like us to invite you or someone you know to speak right here, just go to BeUnique.org and contact us there. That's BU. N-E-K-E dot org. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.